You're listening to the Extraordinary Everyday Podcast with Wendy Johnson, episode number 17. Welcome to the Extraordinary Everyday Podcast, where women come to be inspired and motivated to become the best version of themselves and elevate the quality of their everyday. Now, here's your host, certified life coach, Wendy Johnson. Hello there, beautiful friends. How are you on this fine day? I am doing great. And I'm here today to talk to you about how to stop being a people pleaser. And a lot of clients, especially women who I've worked with, are fellow people pleasers. I'm a recovering people pleaser. And I think that it's something that we are brought up with and that we learn from somewhere in our childhood. And I'm not going to go back to the causes of people pleasing, but I'm going to talk about the signs of people pleasing and what it costs you and what you may be experiencing if you have people pleasing in your life and tips to navigate people pleasing. So first let's talk about what is a people pleaser? A people pleaser is a person who has an emotional need to please others often at the expense of his or own needs or desires. But a people pleaser isn't all bad. It shows you that you're a caring person and you're good at tuning in to what others are feeling and you want to make others feel happy. So you're kind, you're empathetic, you're thoughtful, you're caring, but it comes with a price. And that's why I want to talk to you today about it, is the the price of your relationship with yourself and with other people when you're people-pleasing. So here are 10 signs that you might be trying too hard to people-please everyone. And the first one, you pretend to agree with everyone. You listen politely to other people and their opinions. And even if you disagree, you don't say so. You pretend to agree and you shake your head like, yes, but it's against your values. So you're pretending to agree. And the second sign is you feel responsible for how other people feel. It's healthy to recognize how other people feel, but thinking you have the power to make someone help happy is the problem because we're in charge of our own emotions from our thoughts in our head. We can't help other people be happy. And I remember as a child hearing teachers or my grandparents say, oh, honey, you don't want to make a fuss. It's better just to go along with it and do it. Maybe you've heard that as well. And the third sign, you apologize often. Are you always saying you're sorry? And are you afraid of people blaming you? Maybe you were blamed a lot as a kid. So you frequently apologize, which becomes a bigger sign because you don't have to be sorry for who you are. And the fourth sign, you feel burdened by the things you have to do. And I can totally relate to this one. I felt a lot of overwhelm and a heavy burden of what I was doing for other people before I was helping myself. 
And I was letting other people dictate how I spent my time instead of putting myself first. And the fifth sign is you can't say no. And that's related to number four. Whether you say yes and you actually follow through, or maybe you fake an illness, or maybe you just flank. I've done those. So you're, you commit to something immediately, but you really don't want to do it. So then you end up being overcommitted and you don't speak up for yourself at the time and you make excuses for not being there. Number six is you feel uncomfortable if someone is angry at you. Can you relate to that? I sure can. Just because someone is mad doesn't necessarily mean you did anything wrong. Their feelings have nothing to do with you. And I didn't like when people weren't happy with me. So I was compromising on my own values to please others so that I could see that their feelings would be better. And the seventh sign, you act like the people around you. It's normal for other people to bring out different sides of your personality, but a lot of times a people pleaser engages in things that they don't want to do, and it's self-destructive behaviors. You're going along with your friends, and you want to feel more comfortable in social situations, so you engage in whatever they're doing. This is one thing that I can relate to was having people push seconds or thirds of their food because I liked it. So I was pleasing them and I was eating more, but I was already stuffed. So that was a sign of people pleasing. The eighth sign is you need praise to feel good. And we all love praise and kind words, but People pleasers depend on their validation and they're seeking validation, but you don't want your self-worth to rest on what other people think about you. You want to feel good whether you're complimented or not. And the ninth sign, you go to great lengths to avoid conflict. It's one thing not to want to start conflict, but avoiding conflict at all costs means that you struggle to stand up for things and the people you really believe in. And I can relate to this. If I was having trouble with a friendship, I didn't want to get into the conflict, so I just disappeared. I just left the friendship. It was a lot easier to leave the friendship and have that discussion than it was to have the conflict. And the 10th sign, you don't admit when your feelings are hurt. You don't let people know when you're angry or sad or embarrassed or disappointed. You just stay silent. Maybe you were like that in a relationship with your spouse and you didn't want to speak up. So you just let it go. So what is this people pleasing cost you? Well, I can relate to people pleasing because it cost me being burned out. I wasn't as authentic as I could have been in many of my relationships. Sometimes I lost my sanity because I was over busy and I was doing too much. 
I had loss of intimacy because I built up a resentment inside because I wasn't confronting people with how they had hurt me or that I was angry. I lost my power to show up for myself or I lost my connection with the person because I wasn't being true to who I really was. And then also energy. I lost energy because on the outside, it it appeared that I was comfortable with the way things were, with going along with somebody else's opinion or somebody else was blaming me for something. And my solution was to say, oh, I'm sorry, and not having that discussion. And that used up a lot of energy, physical energy, mental energy. But what it gave me in the moment, it was giving me this perceived safety. It gave me peace because there were no arguments. And then I had less conflict in the moment. So I was after that illusion of peace and having a connection with people outside of me by being agreeable and pleasing to other people, being approved of, feeling liked. I wanted people to like me along with all those things. I disappeared. I dropped out. I resented people. I was angry. I withdrew. I was disconnected. And I lost myself because I was busy fitting in and conforming, being part of the community. And what's underneath this people-pleasing or being dishonest about your true feelings is fear. It's an underlying fear of rejection, of abandonment, of being judged, of being demanding or fussy, hurting other people and their feelings. Fear of being isolated and fear of being a difficult person. I didn't want to be the difficult person. So maybe you can relate to some of those. And this was much worse. And I know for a lot of women I've worked with, it was much worse in their childhood and say early 20s, maybe 30s. But over the years, I've learned, and I want to give you some tips in a little bit of what you can do if you're still people-pleasing. I gave you the consequences that I was feeling. So if you're always devoting all your time to helping others in order to make their them happy or win their approval, you might experience anger, frustration, anxiety, and stress lack of being authentic. It weakens your relationships. And there's definitely a distinction between being a nice girl and a people pleaser. And I love this quote by Brene Brown, because true belonging only happens when we present our authentic, imperfect selves to the world. Our sense of belonging can never be greater than our level of acceptance. Okay, so now let's talk about the tips to stop people-pleasing. The first one is to establish boundaries and communicate those boundaries and be clear and specific about what you're willing to take on. If it seems like somebody is asking way too much of you, let them know that it's just over the bounds of what you're willing to do 
and that you won't be able to help. One of the things I had to do with friends was to tell them that I don't take phone calls after six o'clock because that time is me time. And I didn't want to be on the phone at night. And when I was, it ended up being a lengthy discussion. And then I wasn't sleeping well. So I set boundaries and let people know when I'm available. And this is very true for work too, that you set specific periods of time with your family, if you're working from home or your coworkers, if you're at work, that you have boundaries and that you're not responding to what other people want. And the second tip I have for you is to start small. So just begin to make slow changes in small ways. And what you're doing is you're slowly teaching people around you that you have limits. So it's best to start with baby small steps. You can start by saying no to small requests. Try expressing your opinion about something that's small or asking for something that you need. So what I have found the best way to say no is to send a text message or an email rather than having a conversation face-to-face. And we can practice in other situations when you're in a restaurant or a salesperson is trying to sell you something. You can practice saying no. Maybe you're always buying the Girl Scout cookies because you want to make the, the girls happy. I was a Girl Scout salesman, so I knew. And I was an avid salesman going door to door. And it hurt when people said no. But I, I say no now because I don't eat them anymore. So it, it takes time and it takes baby steps. And the third tip is to set goals and priorities. And these goals and priorities are for you. Where do you want to spend your time? What goals are you trying to accomplish? So knowing what your priorities are, you can determine whether or not you have time and energy to devote to something else. And if something is sapping your energy or taking too much of your time, then take steps to address the problem. And this is hard once you've made a big commitment to a committee and people back out and you're going to see it to the end. That is tough. But if you really want to do it, it's okay to devote time because it's only a short season in your life that you're giving this time. So it's saying no to things you really don't want to do and you regret saying yes to. And the fourth tip I have for you is to talk to yourself positively. Remind yourself that you come first, your self-care comes first, and that you deserve time for yourself. So you are not obligated to give away your time and your energy to make other people feel better. And the fifth tip, and this is a good one, and this is to stall for time and not say yes immediately. Allow yourself time to think about it. Before you make a decision, evaluate it and decide, is this something I really want to do? How much time will this take? And do I have time to do it? So you're looking at your own calendar 
And if you do say yes, how stressed am I going to be if I really don't have time? So ask those questions of yourself before giving a quick yes. So that way you're not obligated or overcommitted. So give yourself that pause before making any choices. And then that way your decision-making will be more accurate and more authentic to who you are and what you really want and how you want to give your time. And another tip I have for you is avoid making excuses. You can say no and you don't have to make up excuses. Remind yourself that no is a complete sentence and you don't have to give a reason and explain why you can't do something because then you're giving the other person a way to poke holes in your excuse. Or you may be giving them a way to adjust your request so that you can still do it. So just decline, say no, and resist the urge to add unnecessary details about why you're saying no. And just remember, all your relationships are a give and take. There's a reciprocity in the relationship. And just notice if you're always giving and the other is always taking. So recognize if you're in a one-sided relationship. The friends I spent a lot of time with were people pleasers as well. I didn't have friends or family members who were really taking from me. I was with other fellow people pleasers, so I cannot relate to this one, but maybe you can. Maybe you have been in a one-sided relationship where you're proving your worth and your love to this other person. And I want to end with this quote, care about what other people think and you will always be their prisoner. I don't know how to pronounce his name, Leo Zhu. I see a lot of his quotes and I like them and I particularly like that quote. I have other things that I would love to talk about with people pleasing, but I think this is enough for today. So I may be doing another one later in the year or next year. So this self-concept of yourself, the story that you're telling in your head that you have to be a good daughter or mother or friend and that you're easygoing and you're loyal and you want to be liked. You don't want to be the one who is angry or the person who gets caught up in the drama, that you're a spiritual being. This concept of ourselves that we learned as children, it cuts us off from our true self, our truth, and who we really are. And we have this conflict, and it's because of a fear. And it's a fear that we're avoiding. So we can ask the fear, hey, fear, what do you need me to know? What message do you have for me? Hey, God, universe, how can I remove this fear so that I'm not people-pleasing? And you can ask, what would I do if I were the representative of love in this situation? Check in with your inner self, your inner mentor, and find out what's underneath the people-pleasing. Is it the rejection, the abandonment, being judged, being demanding or fussy? not wanting to hurt others, 
the fear of being isolated, fear of hurting other people. What is it? So just dial in to living your truth and the real story of who you are and be more authentic in your relationships. I would love to know your takeaway from today's episode. So please share, go over to Apple Podcasts and leave a comment. I would love that so more people can listen to these episodes. And until next week, have a beautiful one, friends. Hey, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, you have to come check out More You, my community of like-minded women. We show up to create the highest version of ourselves and elevate the quality of our everyday along the way. Head over to ontracklifecoaching.com forward slash join. That's O-N-T-R-A-C lifecoaching.com forward slash join. I'd love to see you in there. And if you haven't grabbed your copy of The Mindset Makeover, head over to ontracklifecoaching.com forward slash makeover and get a copy that teaches and inspires you to show up as your most extraordinary self.